0: Welcome to Essie's Hour of Love, episode 10. Special guest tonight is Thompson Waite. He has his own podcast, actually, called Thompson's Top 5, so you should check that out. Uh, we've been friends for about four years. His wife is a friend of mine that we actually went to high school with in Margaret River in Western Australia, and we've all been in New York for about four years. Tom is the kind of guy that you want to run into at a party if you're having a really shit time because he will entertain you until the end of the night. Uh, He always challenges you with um, a conversation and can act out any character that you want. Um, he uh, he always makes me see the world differently, and he's always doing something that I have always thought I may want to do. Um, so he has helped me, and he's the reason why I have this podcast. So a big thanks to Tom. Um, I hope you enjoy the show. Um, I have a feeling that we're going to have lots of background noise. Cause why? Because the roommate... I mean, the chick next door is moving out. Uh-huh. And, like, it's a nice spring evening, so they'll just be... I think it adds to it.
1: Yeah. I kind of, uh... I do mine in um, a rehearsal room now. Oh, you do? Yeah. There's a place... One of Kiri's friends, he's a drummer. And I was like, oh, this would be good, because I can do the podcast and music stuff in the same place. And, uh, th- when I do it, it was like, a jazz band practicing next door and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh. And there's, there's an auto repair shop next door as well. Sometimes, like, it's the fucking Great Gatsby next door. Yeah. And then, um, nothing. I, it, it, like, I, I sometimes think I hear something, but it's pretty well soundproofed. But anyway, I don't mind. But
0: I was listening to a podcast the other day and... I heard a siren and I just presumed it was the siren because I was just walking, and oh, then I realised it was the background of the podcast.
1: You know, if you say "Hey Siri," when you're recording, it wakes people Siri up. Um, hey Siri, male porn. Free that? De- no, no. Like they'll be. If oh, you
0: have, on the yeah, record. Yeah, yeah. So, oh. if anyone listens to this now, they have
1: their phone on. They have their Siri. So male porns yeah, just yeah. come
0: up. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm quite honoured to have you on the podcast. Thank you. This time. Honored to be here. Thank you. Glad you said that. But because you kind of were the reason why I even thought to have my own podcast, because you started, when did you start yours?
1: Uh, It's nearly been three years now, believe it or not.
0: But what I can't remember is if when you started talking to me about your podcast, if I was into podcasts at that time or not.
1: I think you were, I think you're one of the few people who did have, it, yeah. you might have had a couple shows or something.
0: Yeah, that I was, that I was enjoying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. And then, and then, cause you were starting to get into it and you made it out to be quite simple. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, not like if you can do it, I can do it. Like
1: simple man, simple podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> like, if Tom can yeah, do yeah, it, I've got to whoop this up. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know, you just made it, simply, you, and you were so supportive. You're like, come on, no, it'd be great. Just
1: yeah, I think started. everyone should podcast.
0: Like well, I'm trying to make sure it's not my therapy.
1: Yeah, well that's tough. <laughs> right? See you in three years. <laughs>
0: yeah, That's what I think. Yeah. And someone asked me the other day, they're like, What's your best um what's your best episode? I was like, Oh, I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Like I don't I I'm expecting like after the one hundredth episode that like Do
1: I'll you know listen what back to them?
0: I actually do. Mm. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. I think because my voice... I don't really identify with my own voice. So I just sort of feel like it's someone else or like another character.
1: Yeah. I'm weird with... Like sometimes I... I'm happy to just double check Because I think it's a good way to learn I agree I'm learning a lot You're going to be the the most The harshest critic critic for yourself And so you should go through it But sometimes I do when I'm like I'm going to have to have a couple of weeks Before I even try to get through that And I don't listen to all mine anymore But uh, yeah I think it's helpful to go back over If you can stomach it
0: The biggest thing that I'm noticing I I feel like I haven't gone too deep When I listen But more I say Oh that's really interesting Oh wow. All the time.
1: Mine's basically.
0: Basically, yeah. yeah. Mine's like in, yeah. Oh, that's You know what's funny? And yeah. then I go on. I'm like, I don't know. You don't have to start a sentence. You can just go into whatever subject you It's, want to it's talk a about. fine
1: line between a uh, uh, a tick and a trademark. Something, um, something like you. You're just being like lazy with it. your language. But then other times, if you if it's actually endearing or funny then you want to keep going that and mm-hmm. then refine it. So, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, we'll see. It depends. But can we go through a bit of your uh, revolution of your podcast? Because it has changed mm-hmm. from when you... Like, can you take us through it?
1: Yeah, so I, it's called Thompson's Top 5, the simple premises each week. I talk about five different things. And I began where I would take a single topic and I would break it down. So, I would sometimes do like a movie or I'd pick a theme like top five unintentional stoner comedies movies that are not trying to be stoner comedies, but actually are. Um, and then I eventually, um, it wasn't necessarily the format itself. Like you said, I think it was a good format to do it because it's simple and I could kind of vary it each week and still have an element of freedom. But I'm also just started to hate, um, internet criticism reviewers. Did you, Getting reviews. I mean, no, um, no, no, uh, not of my shit. Just in general, I got my first review today. Oh wow!
0: Yeah, it was fine. It was good. What like, I found From out a Miranda. No, I yeah. found out it's My roommate's guy that she's dating wrote a review. Oh wow! But I don't think he, on iTunes. Yeah, but I don't uh-huh. think he even listened to the podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, but yeah, no. Just in general, I got, I started to um, just get frustrated with. People reviewers in, ge- in general and I was like well I think nowadays people should just be creating shit and so I, th- I think a lot of reviewers are just kind of blue ball creatives and um and I didn't want to become one of those just because I'd chosen to do something
0: oh because you were commenting because yeah, you were reviewing yeah, yeah, other I people's
1: would, stuff yeah, I would, and so sometimes I'd be like oh, Ricky Gervais this movie he did it's like he's not trying to be a stoner comedy but it is and I, I just started to like detach from myself a little bit and, and and not necessarily shy away from criticism or anything like that, but I, I, can't, I wanted to make it more personal. And uh, so that, that's how it began. And so my new format, which I'm enjoying, is I just talk about top five trending Twitter topics,
0: but hang on. But you also started that you always had a guest on.
1: Yeah, I had a guest for a while. I used, to, I used to sometimes alternate, so that would be a good way to talk about what the guest was into. Like with you, we did romantic comedies, and then we talked about your college. Oh, we did One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. That's it. And Go then did we Moss did college school. experience. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. So that's what I, that was my thought in terms of being able to talk about what a guest was into as well. And yeah. which I, I guess I would still do that, but it's just such a bitch booking people. People, I, I know it's quite yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It is. It's a like a sort of a full time job. Yeah. Um, that I'm not giving up on yet.
1: No. Otherwise,
0: it would just be me talking about love.
1: Mhm. So, I don't know how that could go.
0: Um, but you. All, what about the on your bike?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, the bike cast. Yeah. I did two of those episodes, so that. That was pretty... I actually filmed those ones as well. I put a GoPro on my head. I I bought a different mic, which would be better to record um, while I was outside in transit. And I just strapped it to myself. And um, one I rode from Park Slope to Astoria. And then another one I rode... um, I actually rode from uh, Park Slope to the East Village, but this shows how bad I am with neighborhoods. I call it the Lower East Side. It's like I, four years in at the time to New York. I still didn't really know the difference. Wait, but which bridge did you go over? Uh, Manhattan Bridge. I, um, but I, I was across uh, the Manhattan Bridge and then I rode pretty far uh, uptown. So I was in actually in the East Village. I wasn't in the. But are you side.
0: commentating on what you're seeing, or yeah. are you talking about a subject? Or
1: yeah, you- that was what was funny. It was a blur of both. So uh. sometimes <laughs> I'd just be talking about. So I, for the, the second one I was talking about because I'd watched a Jerry Seinfeld video about. He was talking with, to David... No, not to David Lynch, but about transcendental meditation, success without stress. It's, huge, it's really interesting because it's funny to see Seinfeld in a different context. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him in a different context. What's the deal with the enlightenment? Yeah, so uh, he... Uh, He's just talking about his practice and success without stress. So I was just riffing on that. Uh, is that possible? Or do you really have to kind of push your boundaries to really fulfill yourself? Or can you just relax and float downstream? So I'm talking about all this fucking uh, esoteric bullshit. And then there's like someone else. I pull up to someone else at the lights <laughs> and be like, nice night out, guys. Beautiful New York City in the summertime. So yeah it was so it was a combination it's still
0: weird though because you're still just talking yeah Yeah.
1: that one was at night but with the other one i tried to make a point of um talking about the different areas because i thought that would actually be interesting i had the idea and one of my friends who used to ride a motorcycle said that there's just youtube videos of like motorbike nuts who watch it for three hours and then like um boston to maine, you know maine or whatever they just do it right and they'll just watch the video so i was like oh that'd be cool just people who want to explore people, new york, york yeah Brooklyn. Like, oh, this yeah this is da, da, blah, da. blah 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 so yeah i did a couple of those i would do some more but that's just a pain to set up and that that's like a featured attention. episode yeah, yeah exactly and i yeah i've got to the point with my podcast where i'm i just it's thousand hours of practice like I've found something that I really love and have you
0: hit the thousand hours nowhere
1: near uh. I'm like episode 86 now but that's my thought Is that yeah. I do it twice a week now on Tuesday and Friday it's so simple because I've got my space I can do it by myself if I'm feeling flat I don't have many of my own stories I go to Twitter and that's generating my content and um, yeah I'm just I'm enjoying churning it out and, and uh, yeah i after a thousand hours I'll be good at it so stay tuned okay
0: good <laughs> um so how what are you explaining yourself as at the moment like a
1: performer Writer, a performer easiest what, yeah how, try hard thinking, oh, good. I think no I've been thinking of transitioning to that because I've been thinking about that idea a lot recently about how when you're a kid at primary school you it was not cool to try hard Try hard. Oh yeah you that? try hard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh where are you try hard. T- Do you
1: remember that was a slur for a while? Yeah. And, and that's uh I thought that's what you meant when you said that. Yeah. Try no, hard, I no thought. but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try and own it. Oh. Yeah. That's gonna be your thing. Yeah, like the urban community owns the N-word. I'm gonna own um, Try Hard tryhard because
0: Is it would Americans get you try not. hard?
1: Don't worry about that. Yeah. yeah um yeah, no, I think... Uh, Don't worry about the country we live in. <laughs> no, fuck it. I think, uh, yeah, so anyway, I, um, I yeah, because when you're a kid, it was not cool to try hard, but as I've gotten older, I've realized the people that try hard are the most successful.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why I love... um, I still love the Nerdist podcast.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, I think I'm just like... It's like a ritual now for me. But the amount of comedians that have come on and they just talk about how much they bombed and how much it went bad and how this time and and how many times they've got to try a joke on stage before it even gets close. And you're like, this is like, why... And if it's your... If it's like my fear to go up on stage and then bomb... I, you can't even imagine how they could just keep doing this and doing this and doing this until they get better.
1: I think there's, a, there has to be like an element of uh, wisdom or intelligence to actually be really honest with your your own talents, though, because I, I think you know, take stand up for example that you would uh, comedians are like, yeah, I knew I had to really bomb a hundred times, but I think. There's other people... You hear about those stories where they become successful.
0: You normally hear about them
1: one that Yeah, yeah the I think at open mics in New York where it's like... I've, I've seen this same guy try it and he's not evolving at all. And it's sad. And, well, maybe I'm wrong. Because maybe a small percentage of those guys will actually turn the corner. But I think a lot of those people... That's the struggle because you know there's something within you. Right. But it's how to harness it and how to convince other people and convince yourself a lot of the time because oftentimes you can have the best intentions with creative endeavors, but as they're coming out, you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> you're like fucking Rain Man slapping yourself in the street. So, Like, I, I honestly believe that I could be an incredible
0: singer. Uh-huh. But I mean it in the sense of... I can't sing. Yeah. I, I can't. But I feel like I could get out on stage and if I could put sing, I could really, like,
1: show the emotion and put on a performance. You know, guys, can, it's a little easier for guys to get away with that. Just fucking, like, he's out there. Like, who yes. cares about it? I was like, people don't want women to do it. She's no. out there. It's like, no But well, she also has to be, like, beautiful or, like... Well, she also probably can't be tone deaf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There has to be something. But some guys, like, uh... Iggy Pop is one where I'm like extremely talented, and everyone who works with him is like is incredibly musical. But I can't think of a female equivalent to Iggy Pop, where it's just like a, a fucking shit show, and there's a lot going on. It's performance art like at the same Patti time. Paddy Smith maybe
0: could kind of maybe fall into that. But I agree. I also am really jealous of drag queens. Mm-hmm. They get to dress up, go crazy performance, and they don't have to sing. What is the same equivalent for just
1: for a woman? So yeah, that's a good point. Uh, burlesque maybe.
0: Yeah, I think you still have yeah. I get. I guess. I'm just so. going
1: on, on the no singing. On the no singing part. Yeah. I've always Like the. The older I get, I think the division – well, certain art forms. I was listening to an interview with Conan and Jack White online. It was one of Conan's talky series things. And um, they were talking about their love of rockabilly music. And Jack White made a good point. He's like, I always really loved it. But I knew if I went down that path, it would – it's like a – enclosed art form right. and it just draws on the past and then there'll be an evolution but it's like it's always going to be an, you're a rockabilly artist whereas if you're just like a rock and roll artist then you can you're go free. to a rockabilly album You yeah. so I think that's certain definitely burlesque and uh, drag queens and stuff like that seems kind of enclosed
0: do you think that can sometimes happen with a comedian
1: definitely yeah yeah i think all art forms could have the potential to do it to lock you in yeah to something. i just think some brands of art are way more it's a badge of honor if you don't change right yeah it's like you, you you'll be disowned by your own community if you put out a whatever album if you're this guy you're defined as that so that's always frightened me i don't like being locked in
0: yeah, I I've even thought years one because I think I could be an incredible rock star. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm like, but what about then? My acting like uh, yeah, yeah. my acting career Won't comes have the time. off. No, and then people <laughs> always be like, oh, she only she oh, yeah. only got that because she already had stardom of being a rock star and now she's yeah. just decided to become an so, actor. No, when I was three I was watching the Oscars and I wanted to like, yeah yeah you know you, you can, There's
1: very few that can cross over and not cop heat for it. Yeah.
0: yeah, and then I guess you just put on a really good performance and then everyone shuts up.
1: Also, you just don't care about that shit. Yeah, shit. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, but like I, I catch myself uh, worrying about things that I worried about when I was seventeen years old. Sometimes I'm like, "What? what what's that you still can doing there? Let that
0: go." Yeah, or? yeah.
1: You can die that idea.
0: So, performer and writer. writer. Yeah. And um, what's what's been going on
1: in the performing writing world? Uh, performing. I uh, met this Ukrainian filmmaker guy, and so we were making short films together. He, We did one recently where it was similar theme, what I was talking about before, about how um, trolling internet critics are annoying, and so he wrote this little script and I acted in it, in it where it's just a, a guy who's um, a cunt online, but he lives a lonely life. Nice. And, uh, am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah. Been... I, I, I
0: click the explicit uh, good.
1: channel. Oh, yeah, good. It's badge of honor. I my... do
0: have a feeling that the 12-year-old that I need one day will listen to this. Yeah. But I...
1: <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing that. And then we're going to shoot one of my shorts uh, coming up, um, which is cool. And, yeah. So what do you I mean guess... your short? Well, I, I wrote a short, um, short like, film. sketch. It started off as a short film but then that's what's cool about actually having to transition from writer to performer because you're like you are forced to engage with all the technical limitations or yeah so I wrote like a, it was going to be like a four or five minute short and I was like ah oh. and is it, that's the funny it comes back that's the funny thing it comes back to how much you like your own ideas because I knew if I was going to do a four or five minute short I want to make it As best as I possibly could, enter it into festivals and stuff like that. And I just didn't love the idea. And then, so you're just forced to kill your babies. And I was like, uh, I I wouldn't want to put the time and effort to make a a four-minute short film about this idea. But I think I can do a really good, like, 80-second sketch. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do.
0: Which could nearly take as much time as a four, I mean, depending on... Uh Uh-huh. They not much time is there but they you're gonna put a production together. You're gonna to put a production together. Yeah. Like it's, but I guess the writing of it
1: is different, huh? Yeah, I, I think the uh, the problem with the short film is that I, I just hate bad ones so much, and so it, there has there are certain ideas that are you already perfect. have a standard. Yeah, yeah, and, and and there's kind of no other medium that will execute the the idea so eloquently so you're like okay this could be an amazing short but I don't um, if you don't have that idea it's always a stretch or yeah no offense like all people's short films that I know 9 out of 10 are not very good Yeah. or, or okay but just not that interesting Maybe. well is this one or what uh, the one I'm going to do about is um, th- my the idea about internet piracy that I've always thought had this idea. Idea is like, I wonder if I would ever get busted for pirating material, which I've kind of weaned myself off, um, primarily now. But
0: meaning oh, you were pirating heavily, oh, like movies heavily. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: For, for several years, and I always had this idea that if I ever got caught, the guy would like respect my taste in art too much to give and give oh. me like a pass. So that's the simple sketch. Cool. Know? Yeah.
0: All right. So I want to talk to you about. Love. Uh-huh. But I want to talk in a different kind of way. I have this perception, and I'm, I'm going to, like, step on it because I think it's crock. It's just crept into my yep. brain. That, that you kind of think that, like, the general concept of love might be a bit lame. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm linking that to, like, me being tragic about love. Like, sure. the romantic comedies and the, uh-huh. like, little nice cute moments and all that kind of thing where I just feel like you would see it very differently yeah. so if we said our favorite love scenes in a movie I'm sure that if we explained it to each other we would like respect it but it, we would be on totally different like yeah. spectrums so I guess in the books that you've it, like you've written a novel mm. you've had podcasts all that kind of stuff when you have you tried to
1: tackle a
0: love story in all of
1: this no yeah uh yeah I, I believe in the concept of love and i from my perspective i think it's interesting to talk about it in like an emotional social connectivity way as well as like analyze science like the brain behavior associated with it the um you know, times in your life, which you're most susceptible to it and things like that. So I I like to try and uh, take the whole package of love. I don't necessarily just want to look at it from a certain Certain angle. angle, Yeah. Yeah. And because of that, because of like the, how huge a concept it is and how like, it's like the sun essentially in everyone's lives, but it's, Yeah, so no. It's way too hard to encapsulate. Way easier to do lust or uh, betrayal. Like, it's simpler to focus on a facet or maybe a consequence of love, but not the whole thing. But not the whole thing. In a way, yeah.
0: Yeah. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) So wait, what have you learned, though, about the different times of of love? You were just saying that Uh, the science behind
1: it. Yeah, well, I think there's the obvious kind of... um, idea of whether you like choosing to fall in love and, and being kind of just w- whether you're open to it or a kind of um, a condition response to a, like a pre-existing behavior so I think like you can um, the simplest example I think about a lot is when people grow up in a really loving family and then they'll just they're, they're programmed to find a similar type of mate and um, build another beautiful little family. And yeah. That's obviously great, but there's not like a there's not like a fucking broad open my chest. Who wants some? Like, in, and not in a kind of a, I mean, in a purely like a opening your mind type of way to different types of people, different types of experiences. So I th- that that's kind of what I think is that at least in your like post teenage early 20s years like most people experience a semblance of kind of love but I think that there will be the two broad type of categories whether people have been conditioned to like know who to look for and what's going to be compatible whereas other people have like an urge or a longing but they just don't know where it's coming from and and both are kind of thrilling in a way because the first person has like a target or and and they can isolate it
0: or an, do you think that's also like an expectation? Like because they've seen it, they've grown up with it. This is what love is: yeah. a healthy relationship. You stay together,
1: kind of. Definitely, I think you could. Uh, some people, for sure, would have actual um, parental influence in their life, still meddling with that, and maybe that impacts their feelings. But yeah, pure. You know, just trying to analyze it purely from an in, inside out. How someone, yeah. So I, I think that's interesting, and and. How people kind of evolve from there is um, kind of fascinating as well. So what? What do you? What were you? Uh, definitely the second. Yeah. Just because, like, child of divorce yeah. and never. I was never one who's like never getting married. Like, I was never anti the institution of marriage, but I was. It was just like not a thought. What well, am I like, thinking yeah, about yeah, marriage? Yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Just never. It, I didn't have strong, I f- fucking strong opinions on everything. But when people started talking about it, I never used to like... That's
0: what's weird because that's where I'm saying I'm going to like... You have strong opinion on,
1: on things. Like yeah. so.
0: I would have presu- like just big presumption that you would have either been anti like yeah. marriage
1: or I don't know. No, I really wasn't Um, like at that, that time in my life. And I think... I don't know. As, as I get older and you're like, I've been with Kiri for seven years now or something. How long are you married now? Uh, well, hang on. Fuck. We've been together longer than that. We've been together like eight years and married um, like five years.
0: You were the same age, right?
1: 28? Uh, yeah, I turned 29 last week. But, oh, happy uh, birthday. Thanks. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so, what was the original question? So, what? Well, I oh, yeah. and then so when you're kind of in it you uh, for me anyway i don't know which what's up or down anymore cuz i'm like i'm underwater and, i'm and in it yeah I'm, yeah i'm yeah. totally consumed by it and yeah there's there's the weird kind of like personality separation it's like there's the friend comfort lover, uh, yeah. and and but then you Like the whole love idea is like interweaved into your life as well. So I I just don't really talk about it out of kind of privacy in many ways with my current relationship. And so, but it's also, it's not even like privacy or like hiding things. It's just confusion. Don't understand it. Yeah. Even even when you're in it. And does it, does it
0: change though? Like. I like I have a perception of marriage. I've never been married. I've never thought to get that mm-hmm. I've ever met anyone that I'm close to marriage with. But of course, like if someone said write a paragraph of what marriage is, I could probably like
1: you know, I'm go Yeah.
0: yeah. But has yours, over what, so what's about how, how long did you say? Four years? Eight years. No, but marriage. Oh, uh, five, five years. Five years. Has your perception of marriage and what marriage is, does that change all the time or not
1: really? Not really. I think probably because I'm in a healthy marriage. Yeah. I like to
0: think it is. Like, I, I'm
1: not, I don't really think about my marriage that, that much. Like, I... You don't stop on the street and go, I'm married. No. No, like, uh, so... M- d- even though I did get married I s- that part of me which is ambivalent towards it and when I see all these people getting married on Facebook now I'm like I'm happy for them but I'm kind of just like this is a fucking show this is a business, this is a show business <laughs> see Be- that's the Tom yeah, that so, so everyone's putting on a show sharing the photos and stuff like that and then I'm cynical Tom is thinking of the money men behind it, there's a mm-hmm. photographer there's a care- so yeah. It'll, fuck. Good luck. Go go crazy. Have fun. But th- there is a big part of me that's just massively ambivalent towards it, and I am not. There is definitely. Um, I I had we had two weddings. We had one where we eloped at City Hall, and then we had another kind of party first anniversary back in Australia, and they were both like really beautiful moments within it, but it's. It's uh, It becomes like- I don't like contrived fun That's my problem Is that right. like I, I don't like July 4 I would rather have a party on July 5
0: Yeah
1: Or July 3 You guys
0: love Valentine's Day huh?
1: I just don't do it <laughs> She's, She doesn't expect anything It just doesn't do anything What's actually cool about uh, Valentine's Day now Is because our Wedding anniversary is um, Just before that it's like two weeks before that, so it's a good opportunity good. to take two birds with one stone. Forget yeah. Forget about the the other one. Um. I guess one thing I could offer you that I have had like a revelation recently is that um I've realised that I'm like a fiercely like romantic person, but I'm anti sentimentality, and and that's what frustrates me and confuses me and probably ties into what I was trying to get out there with um like the showmanship of it and Valentine's Day, the Hallmark card uh, uh, condensed idea of love is that it's all sentimentality. Mm. And, you know, just separating it from um, intimate or, yeah, whatever type of loving relationship you're in, I think sentimentality is a really dangerous thing because it fought... The concept is like it's taken you out of the present Whereas romance is like the present is overwhelming you. Right. Whereas sentimentality is based on kind of that idea of there's a preconceived notion of remember when we did this? Remember that great day? Um, I watched a movie once and the, the guy said this and it's like all these kind of ideas and maybe you'll live up to them for a while or other people will live up to them in your life but I think eventually there'll be kind of cracks in the fantasy and so that's the contradiction for me at least is that like I really love romance and I wish the world was more romantic, but I just think like sentimentality is winning right now.
0: So I want to understand this better. When you said to me straight away uh, about being romantic, Mm -hmm. my brain went, Oh, like how are you romantic? What uh-huh. what have you what have you done?
2: Yeah.
0: Um. And like a picnic. Like I don't mean it so yeah, yeah, sure. tragically, but uh-huh. like yeah, okay. So what what makes you love romance or that you're a very romantic person? When when I think about all those things, though, are they sentimental pieces? Not necessarily. Not necessarily.
1: Yeah. That that's the thing. It's like I'm not totally. Oh, I've seen that once before. Kind of. That's definitely. Or or someone makes an extra effort to do something romantic like Ryan Gosling would in a movie I'm I'm not automatically like that's fucked up again I'm coming at it from like a you know your own brain's perspective about like what are you, choosing, are you choosing to, to do that? I think for me like the the most um romantic thing is like honesty mm-hmm. when someone is truly honest with you or or they will um they'll kind of uh forego something else, to to spend time, time with, you. with you. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. And, and so that could be in any type of context. It could be in a picnic, but it could also just no. be like, I'm cancelling my flight.
0: I agree. <laughs> I, I think that, like, I always have, like, a romantic comedy going on in my head.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that one day I'd like to write or, or, or whatever. I just, or it's just how my brain functions. Mm-hmm. One of my favourite scenes always is that you're at a dinner party and you're maybe he's whatever um maybe you've been dating for a while you you would have had to have been dating for a while I guess for this situation to happen and you're you're I say say it's me and him and he's three seats down on the other side of the table and someone brings up some subject that I don't like and he um you know and I sort of like prick my you know, like, I drop my fork or something. Uh, just, like, shit, thinking i have got to behave. This is, you know, you know, and I'm like, gosh, should I say something?
1: Bernie and, Sanders is a socialist.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So, whatever it is going to be. And then I look over and, and he's, like, he's on it. Like, he's looking at me, like, don't you come oh, on, wow. like, come. F-, you your know, jets. Yeah, like, so it's not worth it. It's not uh-huh. worth it. Or it's the moment I'm like, go, do it. Like, oh, wow. release. Like, those are the for me like it's sort of one little move but that to me is like one of the mo- most romantic things it means they get you they understand you they're on your... they're they're connected to your sort of
1: yeah yeah
0: brains so I and mean, that they're, they're caring how you react to this situation sure, yeah um, so i guess is that like would that fall under Yeah definitely
1: and i you know you kind of um uh, for me, the most important thing, really thing in my whole life is my friends. And so that's basically a a trait or a characteristic that like sonar connection you can have with close friends is obviously going to be a, a, even more highly tuned when you're sleeping in the same bed with someone every single night. It's like very particular. And I, I don't know, it's it's kind of fascinating looking at your fascination with love and, and the idea behind this podcast because you kind of seem to be um talking to other people to kind of know what you're in for or, or learn you know i think well because i've never been in love
0: yeah so i sure. have no
1: yeah i have no freaking idea you're you're like learning about the topic and you know i i can definitely give you some insight about what happens like when you're into it and and one thing that i've definitely realized is the um I also just like the topic. Yeah, definitely. I don't think you're like, tri- you know, it's not therapy. No, you're, you're, no. Just, you're approaching. No, like, I'm not
0: taking notes to be no. like, okay, so when the it's person's therapy, being romantic, yeah, it's yeah. not It's you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, like um, the common misconception when you're young is that you, you're broken and you need someone to kind of fix you. And I think you can kind of del- you can both delude yourself into thinking that you're two halves of the same hole oh, yeah. when you're in it. And then, um, yeah, and then the realization, and actually it's kind of funny, it might not even be your own relationship that leads you to believe it. It could be your single friend or perpetually drama-filled friend who has problem. They're not working on themselves. They're looking for other people to fix them. And then, so I kind of, I was like, oh, shit, that's how my relationship could fail or, or whatever I could not be happy or not make Kiri happy and whatever I'm doing if I stop working on myself I think that she's got me covered in all these different areas it's like you were probably propping yourself up in the ways that you thought she was helping you you were just high on life when you were with her and you were just being a better person or figuring things out and you're on your own just keep doing that same shit and you'll be a better person to be around Wait, I got lost a bit on that. So, like, you can... I think there's the warm, comfy glove of a relationship when you first fall Uh, over uh, over the honeymoon period into, like... That, that You're at the dinner party. Oh, the dinner party. And, party. And, yeah, 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 And uh, hypothetical boyfriend Jared is like, no, Essie. No, no. <laughs> Heel. Heel girl. And, uh,
0: um. So more, yeah, the the scene's a bit more general. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry, guys.
0: You're not really getting yeah. me. Get back
1: to my sketch, my internet piracy <laughs> sketch. Um, so, uh, yeah. Okay, so you have these, J- Jared. Helps you when you're compulsive in in public situations, and you prevent um, Jared from eating too much ice cream right after the gym. Yeah. So that they're your things. Yeah. And uh, and then um, but but really, your it's just the fact that you have like a watcher or someone you're trying to make happy, and you respect. Right. You're just like, oh, they're gonna be in my proximity. I should fix this shit about myself. You start fixing yourself and then as like a... Yeah, your relationship does improve. and Because maybe you do start leaning on them in certain ways where they're like, okay, I helped you out for a couple of years and then <laughs> now it's your turn, buddy. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. like, You're on your own. Yeah, yeah. So that's... Um, that's some insight I can give you, and that's just fucking common sense. Like, yeah. if you want good things in your life, start with yourself. Work yeah. outwards. Well, that's fine because my
0: mum always is say you have to love yourself before you can love
1: someone else. Like it, she, it's like it was I, her. That's interesting. Your, your mum does definitely strike me as someone who'd be into self. Who would say that? And I've got a weird relationship with self.
0: Well, I also think that I'm never
1: gonna fully love, love myself,
0: myself. So, it, so i'm like i'm screwed yeah I, if i but follow you don't, the mentality you don't hate yourself though i don't No, i don't hate myself but i think that i think that that whole journey of life is figuring you out like freaking figuring yourself out like if i if i really land day, i'm like i know exactly who i am i love all the elements about me and i'm
1: i don't know what else yeah, I am figured. I figured myself out at you, least. You're good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not good, but <laughs> I, but I know. Uh, I know who I am.
0: But that. But couldn't that? Couldn't something big happen
1: to you tomorrow? Definitely. And I could lose my leg, but yeah. i would still be the same guy. No, but with one leg.
0: Correct. Well, okay. You would still be the same guy in one leg, but you don't know how you're going to
1: handle that situation. Yeah, I do. Extreme panic, you, yelling. You don't. You Give don't. Me some drugs. How do you know? No one knows the future. Well, it's it's, with patterns of... Okay, so here's another one of my theories. Humans are really good at... um, We're pattern-seeking mammals. That's what makes us, like, you know, jump to conclusions and things like that. I think we're really good at um, doing it with other people. Like the friend who's like, oh, Katrina's going to get hurt again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she needs to meet a nice boy like Jerry. And um,
0: I hate that thing of like, you know what? They need a nice partner. I'm like, how is that going to fix their problems?
1: Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, but anyway, you can be oftentimes pretty correct about what's going to happen with, but um, you're with your own patterns in your life, you can be delusional about what's happening. Or have you ever had that experience, you, you can you can either be completely. Oblivious, you'd be like, "Oh, I've been doing this fucking um, deviant behavior for the last three months, and now it's really biting me in the ass." Like, there's that, but then there's the also the other thing, like as you're participating in the deviance, you, the part of your head's like, "Maybe we shouldn't do this," and i was like, "Shut the
2: fuck, fuck up. up!" Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, just like get slapped down
1: unbelievably quickly and um, squ- squashed. So, I like I think I know myself, right? That doesn't mean I have a grip. or or a control of those habits I just observe them when they're happening and I am like oh okay this is happening and the best you can kind of do and I think the best way of dealing with it is like kind of stepping outside yourself and go oh you're behaving like a fucking idiot now like trying to manage it as it's happening and then clean up the mess as best as possible I think we're all in these patterns and cycles right so you're saying I don't I don't know exactly how I'm, n- I'm never going to find Jesus. I'm, ne- I'm never going to get <laughs> a Chinese not? symbol tattoo. I'm not... Like, there's certain things I just okay, know about cert- myself. I- Unless I get things. brain damage, I know I'm going to... Who I am.
0: Okay, do you know when your mum... Say your dad passes away and your mum gets really sick, do you know if you're going to go home and look after her or not?
1: Yeah, of course I will. I- I'll just be very, like... Uh, <laughs> I'll just be very, um, lost. And... Uh, In ill-equipped to deal with it, but I would just never forgive myself if I didn't do something. So I know. You
0: know what? If you have a child, what type of father you're going to be?
1: Yeah, good one. (laughs) A little bit distant at Christmas time because I don't like Christmas. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay.
1: Dad's gone for a long walk. Loves Valentine's Day because he doesn't have to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: just like a regular day. Yeah. That's so So, interesting. See, I'm I'm never gonna. I don't think I'm ever gonna say that I know myself
1: very well. Yeah, I, I just think you're not looking hard enough. I think it's all in front of you. It's all in the mirror. Um, the emotional mirror, well, but the.
2: But I, mm.
1: So that's not the mystery. I'm not okay. trying to say that I've eliminated all the mysteries of life. Okay. And the, the mysteries of life uh, lie within trying to like navigate the world and like understand, you know, understand the individual to like social, like what's what's happening on a broader perspective. Like I think you you can if you just simplify things. You can know yourself and you analyze your own, but you're honest about your own patterns. It's pretty, um, I don't mean like understand every kind of like, oh, that's why I I choose to say those words. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: If someone said to me, like even on a job interview, if they said, what's your good traits and what's your weaknesses and all that, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I can explain. Probably too good. Yeah. Like, analyzed it a bit too far.
1: but Yeah, and also, I, th- I think that just because you know yourself or, or you come to, like, you accept yourself a little bit better, I would never say love yourself, but you just kind of like, this is the person I am, doesn't necessarily mean you have to be tied to that identity either.
0: I think that's where my brain went. I'm like, no, no, because I want to be better. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, a lot of things, it's that i do right now like i'm hoping that i don't do in five years like i'm hoping that's, that i've worked that out and like where there's a maybe another thing up.
1: Uh-huh. yeah i i would just say that that's one of those cycles that are happening in your head right you'll perpetually be like that right you'll be that at 28 and you'll be that at 68 you'll always be like oh i'm good now i figured out those things Now yeah. i'm gonna figure out those okay
0: things. that's a very good point yes
1: it's, it's not like there's this, like, 80% of you is like, oh, no, like, whoa, what's happening? How are we going to do this? Just 20% is like, fuck. But it's more, um, yeah, you're just that, that drive to improve is just a small part of you.
0: So there's this, I can't remember why we got onto this, but there's something that clicked into my brain. I have this, like, um... Scenario in my head: When people get married, um, you don't, you know, who you're marrying, and Mm -hmm. you're happy about that, and you know. But you don't know whether what what the future is going to throw at you, right? And you know, this person that you're with could develop incredibly bad depression.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure.
0: You know, and um, I'm sure there's moments where. You're deciding. Okay, well, I'm. I'm married. Them. Do, do I just stick with them? to But if my life, if this is not going well, and, and my life is fully suffering, and I, okay,
1: yeah, I you see know, where you're going like, with it. So you, you basically like, how does the worst case scenarios play into the you know major life decision?
0: Yeah, and I think when I was thinking about. Knowing yourself, and I, mm-hmm. I know that we've cleared up that this is different now because, yeah, but I don't think you can ever really know if you would be the person that can handle that and stick with it and go through it, or if you decide,
1: I'm this, I can't handle this anymore, I'm out. Or, <laughs> it's you funny know. how where our brains went uh, like, I'm way, I'm obviously way more selfish than you are because I, I was, I thought you were alluding to uh, Kiri Alzheimer's. Whether, how you'd like gently close the door behind you, <laughs> you and like call the insurance company as a crazy lady in apartment seven. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you were like, how like, I'll have to get like do an online nursing course and then I'll have to know how to well, do something. no, it but
0: like, I like you sign up for something, uh-huh. but you have no idea what is gonna be thrown at you it's not a question of do I love you or 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 not anymore. It's a question of can I be strong enough to go through this journey with you and still keep my own sanity, or am or am I not, or does it
1: you know like you? Yeah, yeah. I so how I dealt with that or what I thought about that when I was when you're younger and. To be honest, still, like still as much now, when I meet someone I click with, I'm like, maybe I should be with her. Like you, like I think, I that's think a, it's
0: a natural, definitely, like, it's and a, I think
1: that's the romantic person in you know, obviously yeah. the uh, man inside me, but also more, not necessarily... It's like fuck, this person's really cool. I could have a life with her, and I think that's actually true. Is that you? You when you, supposing. You're about to get together with someone you're going to eventually marry. You could have met five people that day. You could have also had clicked with and had similar futures. And so they're all actually really comparable. I don't believe in the idea of a soulmate. I I believe that they're all um, equally, could be equally as good for you. The difference is that the one person that you select or like comes into your life and then you go about it is that you're... uh, path together is completely unique and that's what's become special so you can focus like people talk about that she was amazing like something of, and that's obviously the biological triggers that are making you fall in love in the beginning but what you're really talking about when you're talking about a soulmate is that you have shared this really private adventure yeah. together or nightmare it depends or whatever. On <laughs> but um so that's what i you know
0: i, I completely because i think you're right you don't know straight away that you're my soulmate i know that 20 years after the fact and that we have had this past and well not maybe, maybe it doesn't take 20 years to know that but you what's sacred about this relationship that probably makes you even think of the word soulmate is all yeah. the memories that you have of this person and the way that they make you feel right
1: yeah, exactly, and I think you know the the idea of um, like now you've been anointed with the responsibility. If there's ever a tragedy, you'll you'll handle this, you know, t- to your utmost ability. It's I wouldn't expect her to do that for me. I just expect her to do her best, right? <laughs> and, I, and that's what I'll do for her. Uh, yeah. So it's not like a uh, a. Yeah, of course, you're like, fuck, that's going to suck. When BSP, you start getting old and dying and stuff like that. But I'm also not worried about it. It's, you know, like, it's just going to happen. It's going to happen to everyone. And... Um, yeah, i got to yeah. get rid of these scenarios in my brain. Yeah, you're interesting. I I was, um, you know, your fascination with this topic and, and kind of, like, fantasizing about what your future is going to be it's probably like a really a lot of it is not is tied to you being really unselfish like you're you're trying to think about like am i going to be right for this person just as much as you're like, who is the person going to be right for me? Because some people, some tragic romantics could be like, when's Prince Charming going to come along? You seem to be doing a lot of like, <laughs> when's Jared going to get here with his subway? No, but, uh, <laughs> but you're, uh, but you're tr- clearly trying to do a lot of work on yourself for this hypothetical...
0: It sounds like it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think, and this... I mean, you can't... We both come from divorced families mm. Is that what it's called? Divorce family? Divorce parents. Childhood divorce. Child, childhood of divorce. Yeah. So I think there is this element
1: of like... I don't want... I don't... Want, yeah. You know? Yeah, well I, for, well, I don't know what you're... I think we've talked about this before a little bit, but for me, the problem with... Divorce isn't really the problem. It's the shit that happens before and after. That's the... Correct. Yes. I'm grateful for my parents' divorce. Oh, yeah. that's There's nothing. It's like the actual... Concentrating on the divorce is kind of silly. It's all the other bullshit that's associated with it. So, yeah. That was another thing that came into my head. People ask me, how do you feel about getting married? Ah, you can always get divorced. Like, joking about it. But because, yeah, I agree with that. Like, I, I don't... If, if your relationship has become toxic, you should get divorced. Get divorced yeah. I'm not a religious person. I don't believe God is watching. I'm, I'm, I, I don't necessarily think people should be getting married and getting divorced. Like, it's fucking... Willy-nilly. Willy-nilly. But it's uh, not the end of the world. The end of the world is like putting someone else or yourself through torment unnecessarily right and it's tricky i don't i don't have any resentment towards my parents i know it's fucking tough Ch- children don't help like there's a it's a complicated life but i i think that um yeah being fearful of like tragic endings and stuff like those day-to-day stuff is what counts what yeah. um
0: no i oh i had so many thoughts um, I I totally hear what you're saying, and I, I think you're dead on. And I've I've also had that moment of I hope that I never feel that I have to be in a marriage because that's what yeah. you're supposed to do. Because I think one, if you're in a toxic relationship, and you've tried, like I want to like, and you've tried yeah. to like maybe sort out your crap or uh-huh. work this out, and it's not working, the Damage that you're doing staying in there is just so much more, yeah. Like, I don't know, um, poisoning than you leaving and having a few kind of tough years but then being free,
1: yeah. But I
0: guess that all the scenarios are different, and
1: yeah, it's it's a strange um, maybe that's why the warm, fuzzy, lovey dovey feelings exist. To there's been times where. Not just with Kiri, but other relationships where you're like, "Oh fuck, that person! I'm attached to that person. They're behaving in a way in a public, and I fucking know for sure it's come the other way back of me." <laughs> <laughs> way more. I time. hate that feeling. Yeah. So everyone hates it when it's happening. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's and again that those are the tests. Tests like because you're kind of it's when when someone. Embarrasses themselves in public, or just is behaving abhorrently. It's oftentimes because no one's really choosing to do that. They can, they can be have chosen to get themselves into a situation. My dad used to teach kids. uh, He was like a special needs teacher, but he also like tutored kids on the side who like uh, to become better at English and maths. And he said to me, he's like, "Um, "No kid chooses to be bad at maths." it's not like a conscious choice and like maybe they have uh attention problems or whatever that's leading to them not they're perfectly fine in the head they just can't get there so i think about the same when when you're with someone who's embarrassing you or letting you down in the moment it sucks but afterwards that's when you can kind of like Figure, pick up the pieces because oftentimes they're going through like a turmoil. They they have no direction. Yeah. Of personal experience, it's just you feel trapped in something or something's really bothering you. It manifests. Or you're itself. drunk. Like or you're drunk. you've just. But but I think hear. there's oftentimes a deeper issue than yeah. that. And so, yeah, that's a horrible feeling to be in it. But as long as afterwards, the either yourself or the or the person you're with is honest about what's going on, then. That's why those like warm feelings exist because it like yeah. negates it.
0: I also am um, fascinated of why, when you, from my observation, when you're with in a relationship that, you feel their embarrassment ten times more where most of the people probably around yeah, yeah. are going oh that's a bit embarrassing and then thinking about the fifty other things in their whole life that they're that or, is right. actually affecting them because. Yeah, yeah. That person embarrassing themselves is actually distracting anyone else from looking at me and judging me for anything. So in some ways, I'm a little bit grateful that whatever's going on there.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, that's obviously the, um, con- you know, the oneness of a really. And, and I wonder what, how, um, you know, the sign of the times that is, whether, you know, like Mad Men era... Yeah. people had very separate you know it seems that men and women had kind of separate lives and maybe a, maybe a man could go and really em- embarrass himself by himself and he wouldn't give an opportunity for his and maybe the wife could do vice versa and so it was more of a kind of function because they had more of a separate lives I think now we we live lives where women can do pretty much as same things as men, men yeah where we we do like joint social events and stuff like that so yeah and, and there is like maybe just a less fucking misogyny in culture so people are like yeah she's my equal we're the yeah. same it's and so when she's embarrassing herself or you're embarrassing yourself it's like it's you take it personally because it feels like you're doing it
0: and i've def- i mean i definitely felt that even with my parents or my sister probably um, the most because yes. you're so you are you're connected to them and like even when she's in pain or she's annoyed with someone or i don't know or someone is not jiving with her and i might not even be in the conversation but i can see it i'm like Ooh, do you and i'm like it's got nothing to do she's a grown person it's fine I'm trying but to yeah. figure
1: out where whether like a a minor mistake caused by a circumstantial element of someone's life compared to a serious problem is important as well like, yeah i, I Went to, we went to a stand-up show last week Neil Brennan, the guy who created uh, Chappelle's show, he had a great joke He's like, when you're in your 20s You think crazy thoughts Like, maybe I'm meant to be with someone who's bipolar <laughs> 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 So bad when you get older You just like, wait d- Don't put up with as much bullshit And so, yeah
0: Yeah it's, it's, And I think because I haven't been in a relationship Like, I feel like I've skipped these Like, I haven't, like there's a process that a very stereotypical process. of you sort of date the bad boy for a while, uh-huh. and then you date the really good guy, and you're like, that's yeah, yeah. kind of boring. And then you sort of maybe find the one kind of in the middle because you've learned from your experiences. And there'll be times I'll be out and I'll, I'll kind of meet that bad guy that at eight and like I feel like my 18 year old self go, Ooh. yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, know that you've you've learned <laughs> from the... 20 other girlfriends that you've had that have had that same experience that you're like, oh no, kind of maybe not. So when I hear someone, especially comedians or different situations, they're like, back in your 20s, like it's funny, I just link it to like 50 other relationships sure. that I weren't a part of, yeah, but yeah. I,
2: but you I feel heard. Like you were.
0: all I heard, like, and I think that that's where this podcast has come as well. I'm just so used to having these types of um, conversations because my. I started to realize that my friends didn't always... I guess other friends didn't always um, let them talk so much about their relationships because okay. they had their own and they didn't care as much or they weren't in a relationship and they were like, oh, I don't want to hear about yours, where uh, I was just, like, fascinated. Yeah, sure. So I think I've
1: heard double
0: the amount that other people have
1: because... Did you... um? You know, I remember when I was like, you know, the funny thing when you're in a relationship is the, the you fantasize about the other side. You think like, oh, the freedom, like, oh, oh be great, you yeah, know, like, yeah. you, you see the good side. But I'm conscious of the the loneliness element of it, which which is sometimes unto itself pretty cool because you can just be like, well, what is going? This quiet, and you can can kind of. Um, figure out what's going on in your own head but the that bothered me I felt lonely at times when I was single and but and you'd hear advice like when you're not looking for something that's when it will come, come into in your life end. so do, do, have you ever taken that approach with yourself where you've just like made a concerted effort to like quell your interest in like uh you know how people get together how you navigate a relationship just like Have you ever just like what? chilled it out yeah yeah or-
0: um i think i've more i haven't i don't know if I've heard exactly that conversation but I've definitely had um one to where I'm like i'm really grateful <laughs> for my independence and yeah yeah um and I never really uh I guess really sort of just being able to choose what I want to do. I I had a moment once where I was like, if I was in a relationship back in Perth, I doubt because I'm, take friendship and loyalty and and I guess I have this sort of thing of like I would want to make it work I doubt I would just have moved to New York if, they, yeah, if yeah. that wasn't a plan of ours together, like I've really had to have I have this incredible kind of story because I've really never had to factor anyone else into it mm-hmm. including my parents because Mm, well we used to go week week to that they've sure. they've done whatever they've wanted
1: so you've done freedom for a really long yeah, time. yeah
0: I don't yeah. I actually think I'll really struggle yeah,
1: yeah because
0: I'm I have no idea what that yeah is really like so I because I think sometimes especially because I talk about it a bit and I have a podcast about love and all that kind of thing that's like oh mm-hmm. She just wants to be in a relationship.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what's got, I don't mean to be disrespectful. No, I don't mind. Yeah. But I actually,
0: I, 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 um, I, feel really. This is what scares me the most is, like normally if I want something, I just go get it. Yeah, like yeah. I, like m- like moving to New York or wanting to study something I really liked and getting a good job and mm. like most of the things I'm pretty determined with. So. Part of me is like, maybe I actually don't even really
1: want it. But then that's just getting really heady. Um, no, but but I, that's, yeah. that's important though because I, uh, yeah, did you, um, is it because everyone you're going to meet in your kind of age range now dateable age range has a history that, you know, or, or they have not even like a dating history but their personality, they have a life history, their personality is formed. Does that is that kind of take the gloss or the shine off it? But like whereas when you get together with someone in like your late teens, early 20s then it's like oh they're still forming as am I?
0: Oh no, see I like it. I like it that they would mm. have, like a guy would have seen I know it sounds weird, that they would have seen many different female bodies and dealt mm. with a girl, a woman that's been on her period and, like, all the stuff. Just general maturity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, that's like, oh, thank God, because I don't uh-huh. know if that would have been that fun to go through. Yeah. It. Um. So, no, not really. I've, I, I think sometimes it's more that they may get scared because I haven't. Yeah. Like
1: that like, ooh. <laughs> well that's that's I guess the interesting thing from the outside it's looking in. It's
0: become a lot about me.
1: Well I'm good at that. I'm uh, Yeah, thanks for that. But um the Yeah, because from the outside looking in, mm. you you have an interest in this type of stuff. Mm. But it's not necessarily like number one priority on my list, must meet Jared. <laughs> and uh, uh must pass Jared out <laughs> of jail.
0: Jared But
1: um he uh or, or it could just be like you're not, and and then you could either be like, oh, that's going to remain it the number one of my life's priorities until I figure it out, or it's just like a, an injured, a fragmented part of your life. Which and there's many other things that you're interested in. Yeah. But this just happens to be one of them, and so yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't really have any advice. For
0: me. <laughs> that's okay. You know yeah. that you're not
1: necessarily have to come on here and give me advice no i know that but it's um i guess if i can't i don't because i'm so confused about my own situation yeah
0: that's the. i don't think there's answers like i don't i know that's what i love about it is that you but i do feel like there's moments you know kind of like how you're talking about the cycles i Mm -hmm. think there's moments in people's lives where they have some answers that they're comfortable with yeah and either it's after like 10 months of a breakup and you finally kind of not in as much pain anymore and you kind of realize maybe why it didn't work out and what your role was in it and what you know that's a moment where you have a bit of clarity it's
1: all like stories we tell ourselves you know i think that your own kind of emotional uh history could sometimes be like when they I thought the best way for treating cancer was like getting really hot glasses and burning it onto, you know, you know like primitive medicine or whatever. And and then you look back and you're like, that was crazy. That wasn't doing anything with the benefit of modern medicine. And so I wonder about that sometimes, like when you go through some turmoil and you just like fucking throw together a story. Yeah. And it's really necessary to deal with, but whether... In 20 years' time, that's going to look like primitive Tim, medicine. Fucking, the nick, like fucking um, soaring legs with sauce. But, but um,
0: yeah, it makes you kind of feel better at the
1: time. You have to. I have to put together something to keep the whole show running.
0: Yeah. But um, no, and that's, I think it was, like, I'm very conscious not to invite someone on the podcast that has just been in a just going through a breakup
2: oh
1: yeah
0: because they're they're just so like entwined and I think you would say a lot of things that you would regret from my-
1: Have you seen any of those Buzzfeed esque videos where it's like um, we we sat down two people who dated for five years and th- then this is the first time they spoke since no the- you, would t- you you're gonna lose all day tomorrow <laughs> productivity that out makes the me feel
0: very uncomfortable
1: it's like it's bittersweet as you right. can imagine and again I found I found it was a little bit heavily edited and yeah but. The the concept was really cool because people there.
0: How and long like, had they not seen each other for? It was a
1: while. Like they I don't know if they were new I only saw I did I skimmed through one, but um yeah, the, the a substantial amount of time had passed so that they could kind of talk honestly about what was going on. And and then there was like all elements of like what was your favourite party relationships so like warm fuzzy part and then there was like what was the worst part? So it was like, oh, Ups and downs, ups and downs. But How you would love that type of shit. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. Probably, Probably would love that type of shit. Yeah.
0: But that's... it's like there's some romantic comedies I can watch, and I'm like, that's a load of crock.
1: Uh-huh. Like,
0: and then I, I had a, a bit of a one night step bit, bit. I had a one night stand a little while ago, and then after that, when I watched some romantic comedies, I'm like, this is a load of shit. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. like, I'm starting like the more that I. Have I guess, more real experiences, they're, they're becoming a lot less
1: enjoyable. Did you me. watch, uh, Louis CK's Horace and Pete web series thing? No. Did you hear about it? Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I'm going to watch it today cause I, it sounds incredible. The whole thing, I would download it all, but there's one episode where he, um, he has a one night stand with someone and then she, she goes to, I, I don't know the premise of it, but the pre- the premise of the episode is she's gonna go leave, and he's like, oh, "Why don't you stay and have some breakfast?" And, he, and she's like, "Well, I'm gonna leave," and he's like, "Good." There's like a, <laughs> yeah, there's like an understanding a clarity, but they, yeah. Both, but they've there's like a level of intimacy between. Them. He's like, "I don't care, eat something," and she's like, "All right, I will." But then, so yeah and then that's like the premise for the, the conversation that they have there so i thought that was really did you um cool.
0: did you watch master of none the Ansari. no series? i well
1: kiri we watched a little bit so i'd like pop in here and there i saw actually saw the one night stand episode with the, or she was claire danes was trying to have a, a one, one night stand, stand with him yeah. yeah was that the was that the anecdote you were going to say
0: no, he just uh I found his writing about relationships and stuff quite interesting. Like he yeah. has this one episode where um, <clears throat> his girlfriend moves in. And it shows it's like it's great sort of imagery of the bedroom. Like, he, mm. like it sort of starts off that he's really she's a bit messy, and like he's really getting frustrated. <laughs> and then like, easy. Yeah, and then like it'll be like five months later, and it's bad, you know. Oh, and he's no, just getting no. frustrated. And you can tell they're not having as much sex anymore, or whatever. Sure. And then like twelve months later, he kind of makes a deal of like whoever leaves the clothes on the floor has to go down on each other. Like, just yeah. a liven up and then it starts to tidy up and but it was just sort of showing that this emotion that there's a it's a bit of a roller coaster no matter what it doesn't
1: yeah i think he's actually someone i was never really like a huge fan of his um stand-up but i feel like he because he has seemingly focused his like that's pretty much modern relationships right right? and he's and the science behind it yeah and i also um the you know like he's a successful person living in a big city and like the the options you would have but you know also craving intimacy at the same time and I think just like he's obviously he's clearly exploring like Tinder and how the the how that transition internet dating mm. was like he did it privately and it was for older people as soon as it got on a smartphone it was like. It's the better way
0: to do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Who was I talking to the other day? Someone who, um, there was an article written about someone who tried to meet people traditionally. (laughs) It was like a lot. It was in the Washington Post. Who the fuck was telling me? Someone. And, and it was a big long thing about, I'm going to go to bars and talk to people. End of the thing was like, it's impossible. Yeah. Can't do it can't do it anymore it's
0: not the same the even people's body language is at a bar is is not wide anymore that's not inviting yeah. anymore you don't have to be because you've probably set up a date for the next day and now you're just enjoying your friend's company or
1: yeah there's still going to be like meat market friday saturday yeah. night places but
0: but they're... it's still not the same mm. it's like there is, I feel like the art of like quickly making a conversation if you bump into someone or sure. spill their drink a little bit or that whole kind of. I mean, you had to get really good at that. Years.
1: Have ago. you ever seen any of those uh, the the male um, coaches on how to approach women YouTube videos? No, they're hilarious. So funny. <laughs> Are they, they good? They're they're fascinating because. A lot of the stuff is just common sense. It's like, but for for you, well, maybe. But but and yeah, you don't even have to be like a fucking swordsman to figure it out. You can just be like, yeah, like ask them questions. You don't,
0: were you were you a nervous person no. around
1: girls yeah, at all? Not really. I, I would sometimes shoot myself in the foot if I, like I didn't. But that's the thing. I would just not you I didn't care. like them. Like they would say something that I didn't like and I'd take the negging how'd to, you oh. sweep Kiri? uh just kind of met her at amps good old amps yeah but that's, that was the thing is like the old, all the best relationships I've ever had haven't involved any type of tuning right it's just like that was one of the, the things that I've like been consistent. Whenever I met someone I really liked, as I felt like I'd already known them. Mm-hmm. So you kind of drop all that pretense bullshit. But anyway, the the internet dating stuff's hilarious.
0: Oh, sorry. Did we just talk about you for a little bit no, too yeah, long? Then, but,
1: but I want to get this out. Is that the um they're all just nerds, and and you feel. You, it's kind of disgusting that they're learning these tricks and how how it works on women but also in the same token i feel like sorry for them and i, I want them to learn to these learn basic these yeah. human sk- it's not even just like trying to meet sexual partners it's like it's, how to communicate with people yeah
0: it's um it's a day to day skill in some way anyway,
1: there's tons of cheesy youtube videos i oh, i think you can get a coupon.
0: i like I, i've suck at online dating Yeah, like, it sounds horrible to be one you're judged on a photo and uh-huh. I'm like I just don't think the looks are the strongest part of, of me like not terrible but like when you're competing with everyone in New York City of like different looks I'm like okay not
1: not the best thing you could go down the angle of getting like a thousand dollar tinder profile shot but <laughs> yeah. then but then, the, but then the, 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 the,
0: I would hope the guy that I end up with would be able to see that like through and go what why is Well,
1: otherwise every first date is gonna require like Oscar Oscar's level um fucking primping before the date I know I'm never I also do not primp so you want a good photo but not too good yeah so there's like that finer and then my writing skills (laughs) Sure, because you have to be a little, uh... Oh, do you mean in the, just the back like and forth? Yeah, I'm not... I hate texting. I okay. hate it.
0: I'm not <laughs> yeah. a texter at all. So I'm like, this is... So...
1: It's funny. You could say, just call me. And he'd be like, oh, I, I can call her now. But you're like, just, no, I just... I'm, this is still an interview. <laughs> <Yes. here." laughs> this is like... I, he thinks he's in, but you're like, no, I just hate to text. Tell well, me about yourself. But the
0: funny oh. thing about Bumble is that the... So the, Bumble, yeah. the girl has to reach out. Um so like i think i'm writing these hilarious like openers and i yeah. always try to link it to whatever they wrote in there about me thing to be like you know i read it yeah struggle <laughs> so
1: whatever. when i was in Colombia a few months back i was i in an airbnb place yeah and i did it on purpose so that i could
0: meet, meet the people yeah it
1: was really cool because i just instantly made friends and uh, i think
0: that's airbnb's philosophy
1: yeah, it's uh oh, by the way, million dollar idea for Airbnb. I'll tell you after this one, but the the quick Tinder story in Colombia was: I had an American guy, roommate, and an Austrian girl. Went out with the guy on Friday, and then when we got home, he's Tindering, so I got to see the guy's Tindering experience. Oh, uh, yeah, the yeah, and then the following night, we all went out to the house, right? And the girl was we're like, oh, she's like, oh, I'm looking, what are you doing? Looking through Tinder. I was like, oh, this is great. I get them. The and they were both incredibly picky. Both of them were not really looking. They were just like seeing just, what's just like out. It's kinda of like checking Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. It was so nonchalant and they were just unimpressed. I was like, the guy especially, I was like, you're gonna uh, what's left is no. Swipe left is no. Yeah.
0: Oh. Uh. Swipe yeah down, left yeah, is right swipe no right left
1: is left is right okay but
0: no so, no right is right sorry, sorry
1: he was saying no to some really beautiful girls I'm yeah like, what's going on and he's like he, he just was jaded by the whole tinder thing he's yeah. like I, he's clearly it had to be uh, like nine things on a list tick 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 tick, tick, tick for him to go swipe right
0: well because also the effort that you've got to go through to
1: like set up the on, a, on our last night On my last night there He went out on a date And she didn't show she up She didn't rock up Yeah see it It's like out.
0: a freaking Yeah I would say I probably open up Bumble Maybe once every three weeks Which is Like it's You should If you're really committed It's like a full time job You yeah, should again, be doing it all the time And I would say that I would swipe Right Probably every 14 Dudes Yeah something. yeah and sure. that depends so awesome. how long I would stay on, which wouldn't 7% be very long. Seven percent ratio. But some some people are like, well, this dude at work, he's on it all the time. Like any time he's got his phone in his hand, he's just swapping
1: away. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that it's. Um, I think some people, it's great. It would be amazing, and I don't think definitely think. I don't necessarily think there's anything really insidious or terrible about what it's doing, but for certain people. It, yeah, it could just it's be just problematic. Not, yeah. It's a chore, or you're nervous. Uh-huh. So it's, yeah, and if this becomes the new paradigm, which everyone's gonna be participating in, then it suits the people it suits, but everyone else is like, fuck. Yeah, now I got a million dollar idea for oh, Airbnb. Yeah, yeah, Let yeah. me get it out. Yeah, Airbnb have got all the data for wherever um, wherever people like to stay. Most popular cities, most popular places within those cities. Airbnb takes it uh, all that information and finds the least desirable cities Mm -hmm. and the least desirable places to stay within those cities. You get a camera crew, you book time to spend in those houses and you film your experiences with those people there. So it's probably going to be like rural Canada, Mm -hmm. um, middle of the fucking Ukraine, like these places where no one goes it's probably going to be people who are not used to coming and then you rock up with fucking cameras and you're filming them. And so the idea is that, that it will be heartwarming stories of, like, you don't just need to go to Barcelona, you yeah. don't need to go to Milan, you don't need to go to London, you can go to... Perth. You can go to Perth. <laughs> you can go to Perth <laughs> and meet um, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Jones. Oh, and, and they'll show you. Jared. They'll take you to Bayswater Waves. <laughs> for a good
0: time I was at an improv show last night and somehow Perth came that was one of their whole skits was about this made up city called Perth wow yeah it's not made up it's not it's made up real. it's real it's beautiful it's, yeah and um, I think I that also you make bring up this big point about data about these amazing companies like uber Spotify uh, Airbnb that are just collecting this incredible information that they know that yeah. they have these human Insights that they're finding out about everyone, of what they like to do, what's common, and also just even the traits of the hosts of what's working and what's not
1: working. And I fade in and out of uh, obsession slash fear about technology and the future of kind of. See, I like all that, but yeah, Uh, yeah, I'm fascinated, and I think there's probably more pros and cons. But someone, I was listening to something the other day, and they made a good point about if there were aliens looking down at us right now. That it would seem as if the phones were telling us what to do.
2: <laughs> so oh, yeah! Like, <laughs>
1: just like, Wait, it's, just it's like everyone's constantly like it's just like you go stand at a street corner with a group of friends. Everyone checks the phone, and then you like then you go walk off, and then you get there and you check your phone again. It's like it would. I think
0: we're all gonna have a bit of neck problems as well. I've heard like, of stuff
1: like that. I've started working standing up
0: oh the stand-up desk it's, oh,
1: it's just it's not it's just like our shoe cabinet is good for my laptop it's the right height but it's better for i think it's better for me at least i, I think it keeps your
0: energy up as well i get up yeah. a lot and put the foot underneath anyway i think we're good i think we're good as well thank you very much i'm uh, you're sneaky with your questions as well sorry but that's fine About that. and uh, but wait do you want to promote your show though
1: yeah uh, to my go, five listeners sure go to uh, thompsonwaite.com. t-h-o-m-p-s-o-n-w-a-i-t-e dot com and uh yeah, click the link up for the podcast. You'll find it there.
0: Um, and also, I'd love you to send me one of your songs to play at the end of the podcast. Okay. Um, so if you could do
1: that, that would be good. Sure thing, man. Do you know which one? Do you want to talk about it? Uh, I don't, I'm fucking hate all my old songs. I'm doing oh, new ones. I like
0: moment. your one about Australia Day. Can we okay. put that one Boxing there? Okay, Boxing Day? Yeah.
1: Sure, sold. That's going to be on the new one. That was a demo.
0: Ah, oh, do you mind if we put yeah. it on?
1: go for it. All right.
0: Cool. All right. Thanks, guys.
1: Thanks a lot.
2: Bye. Did you think I would notice your hands in the air? The white in your eyes. Did you think I would care? Can't explain how I feel when I'm coming down. I'm stomping around There's only demons When I think Just wait Till Tuesday I will be Alright Took you out to the garden And got you I play with your phone while you play with my hair. Tell myself that I always gotta look for home Now I'm drinking beer. Christmas for them, but I was one day ahead. Make a call to a bud while I'm stumbling home. I'm gonna take off my clothes and put my face in some snow. Fuck all these feelings and the time. It's a Tuesday night Merry fucking Christmas